people just caught, get caught in the same habit loops over and over again. We were in the same situation a month ago, a year ago, whatever right. it might be, and you did this, this, and this. Well, now, same, same situation, and you did a little bit better than before. This, this is progress. And they don't even realize that, you know? Like, as a coach, you're, yeah. you're watching all these steps. You're watching all this progress, and they don't even realize it. So it's absolutely important because if you are just waiting months, years, whatever, to hit a PR, and then, hey, that's the only time I celebrate, that's not sustainable either, you know? <laughs> that's a really <laughs> terrible way to go. It's just like, oh, man, I, I, I don't celebrate for years at a time. You have to celebrate all those little right. steps along the way. Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Welcome to the Movers Mindset Podcast, where I talk with movement enthusiasts to learn who they are, what they do, and why they do it. This episode is with Jim Bathurst, coaching, self-awareness, and getting started. When Jim Bathurst first began his fitness blog in college, he never imagined it would lead to a successful career as a personal trainer and coach. He shares his journey from athlete to coach and how he approaches helping people. Jim discusses setting and achieving goals, recharging his energy, and music. He reflects on changes with beast skills and nerd fitness and recent challenges he's faced. Jim Bathurst is an acrobat, weightlifter, personal trainer, head of fitness at Nerd Fitness, and the creator of Beast Skills. He is a certified strength and conditioning specialist with the NSCA and has been coaching people for 15 years now. During that time, he received the award of Best Personal Trainer in Washington, D.C., as well as the award for Best CrossFit Gym while he was director of CrossFit Foggy Bottom. Jim brings his experience in gymnastics and calisthenics to his workouts and tutorials, breaking down difficult bodyweight exercises into manageable progressions. For more information, go to moversmindset.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Jim, thanks for taking the time. I, I always like my, I, my inability to express how much I appreciate people taking the time to like punch a big hole in their day, find some place where we can sit down and record, <laughs> take the time. And then I'm always thinking like, who would ever want to talk to me? But that all being said, nice spot. Like, yeah, we, are, we are outside at a college campus and so far, nobody is even, I don't think, awake. If there's even anybody on campus, I have no idea. <laughs> and I, we had a chance to speak, ooh, it's probably like a year and a half June, ago? June, June, June of last year. June yep. of last year. And we did a cool video, and it was, that was one of the recordings I did where I was like, oh, that should, I, I should totally have done that in person. That was like, sometimes <laughs> I do a video, and I'm like, that was really cool. And that one, I was like, I feel like we just got started. So I'm really glad that you <laughs> did run away in terror. And no, so no problem. I'm going to come back. <laughs> so I think the, there are so many, like, dude, you've got an interesting background. <laughs> and, and it's funny how, like, I found beast skills, like, long ago. Like, yeah. everybody else on the planet did, yeah, right? Like, you yeah. must get that Started all the time. the internet, yeah. And then I'm like, hey, is this the guy? Like, oh, that's the guy. And then I realized that, you know, we have a mutual friend. And I'm like, this is just, like, really interesting when you find people that are kind of, my metaphor is like, they're going through the woods, you know, and you're like, oh, I see you over there. And then a couple years like, oh, it's the same guy going yeah. the same way. <laughs> Not that I can do any of the physical stuff that you do, but I think what I was most curious about is what, okay, so I happen to have a lot of freedom and like disposable income and I, I manipulate my environment, you know, to, to like, like support my goals. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, get rid of the TV or commuting the car is bad for my stress. So I don't, I don't have that kind of job. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering if you see people, cause you do so much coaching and so much programming for coaching and you've, and not just like content, but you've done it for years. Yeah. Are there things that you have seen 
Like, what do you do when somebody says, I want to do this something? They have a goal in mind, yeah. but their life is completely full. Like, how do you coach them to make space, to make time for themselves? Like, how do you convince them that, no, that's job zero. You need to start there? In terms of adjusting things to make time for it, it's really, instead of saying make time for something, it's really a matter of like, what are your priorities? And being able to change your priorities to make time for the training. So it's not a matter of just finding time. No one's ever got just free time. Like, oh, you know what? I was sitting around for an hour just twiddling my thumb, staring at the wall the other day. No one's ever gonna be like that. So it's a matter of, okay, what does your day actually consist of? And how can you actually change your priorities to put the training, you know, first and foremost? And yeah, I understand that some people might have, you know, families that they're handling, uh, you know, uh, stressful jobs, or whatever it might be, then okay, then we have to get a little creative with things. But anyone can fit some of that work in if mm. they're creative enough. I think a job as a coach uh, should really be to help, you know, the client figure those ways out. Like, again, I'll have clients that are super busy and okay, let's talk about some home gym equipment that might really work well right. for you so that you don't have to travel to the gym. You know, let's talk about how, you know, your, your office is set up, your living room is set up, you know, things like that so that your environment starts reflecting your priorities. And I think that's a big thing that uh, everyone needs to kind of figure out and or have a coach help them figure that out as well too. So, have you encountered a? I'm wondering, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm married, right, for a long time, and I'm wondering, do you see people where like one of them gets interested, and then like how often is it that they? So in my case, I got interested in parkour, mm -hmm. and then after a year or two, my wife got interested, and and she says. I really wasn't interested in it, but Craig just kept coming home like happier. <laughs> like, so I don't know, maybe there's someone, I don't know what they're maybe serving. Try like that, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's coffee or what, like I should try that. And yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering like, how often do you see that where there's somebody who's in a, like a relationship where they're living, you know, with somebody and then as they begin to like, I don't know, smile more, get into their goals more. Does it generally entrain the other person too, or does it sometimes become a tension? Uh, both, yeah, actually, but both. There are times when, so first off, in terms of if someone is doing parkour or they're, you know, weightlifting or whatever, it's not that the partner has to necessarily do that exact thing, right? Like, mm. it's not like, oh, I have to do parkour, but the general baseline is that, like, this person is moving around, they're happier, they're healthier. Is their partner doing the same thing or is the partner doing no physical activity? That's when I start seeing tension on that one is when like there's a complete split of baseline. When someone is moving around and they're happier and they're healthier, sometimes the partner will say, hey, this is great. I should be doing this too. Hey, let's do some things that we can do together. Like, you know, maybe I don't like parkour, but we're going to hike together. But plenty of times, unfortunately, there becomes a tension. And the tension is, it's really, it's really heartbreaking to see sometimes where one person is moving around there, they're bettering themselves and the other person just feels like, oh, you know what, this is highlighting my lack of movement, my lack of activity, and I don't oh. like this. So then that person will then try to sabotage the other person like, oh, you know what, you're eating healthy, but hey, let's go out for ice cream. Or you know what, you know, you want to go to the gym, but I really need help at, you know, at home or whatever it might be. So that is very, very common. So anytime I'm coaching with someone, uh, coaching someone, you have to look at the environment and the environment of what's around them physically, like I was talking about just a second ago, but also their environment of their social support system or lack thereof, because it is so absolutely important. So, you know, it's, you're lucky if, like I said, if your wife is just supporting you and, and right behind you on it, but, but there's a lot of times when it, that doesn't happen, doesn't happen. Either, either from the partner or from the surrounding family, parents come over, siblings come over, and they, they will poke fun at the person 
bettering themselves and and getting yeah. in shape, like, which who is, are you to think you're going to deadlift, right? You know, exactly. get back on the sofa. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's okay. Do, it's not. This is the the thing that's in my head today. It's like, so how do you like this? Is so this has been my experience, and I'm betting everybody else has the same one, which mm-hmm. is you. You know, maybe you have a, a a job that you you know you go to work, or maybe you work remotely, or whatever. But like the people that you engage with, they have an image of you and. You're, there's a name for, like, I think people, everybody, I think people notice me more than they really do. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I'm in the room, but they don't even, people aren't paying attention to you. Yeah. And so you have, like, <laughs> this, do they like me? Am I doing the right things? And they don't see you much, but what they do, they have, ex- when they do, they have expectations. Yes. They expect you, like, you know, there was a time when we had donuts in an office where I worked. And of course, like somebody would show up with the donuts and you have to go to the kitchen and eat a donut. And that was what I did. And yeah. I, I didn't mind it. But <laughs> if you were going to try and stop eating the donuts, then we'd like, we had somebody in the office who didn't want to eat the donuts and, and we didn't ostracize them, but it, it's like really tough to, you know, in we, th- everybody thinks, well, the, you know, journey of a thousand miles, one step, if I want to get in shape, I'll go for a walk. But if everybody doesn't expect you to go for that walk or all these things, like it, it's really tough. And I'm, I'm just wondering, do you, do you have to coach people to be like, dude, you got to choose, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And yeah. like, is that, do people like, do people ask like, you know, I say, Hey Jim, like, I love your workouts, but like my wife's like, you know, killing me over here. How do I, or do they just sort of like let that fester? Or? Well, uh, great question. So with that, I'd say that a lot of times when there is that sort of divide, whether it's a partner or whether it's like a workplace, yeah, no one wants to uh, workplace especially Everyone wants to be part of, you know, their little tribe. So if at the workplace you're the weird guy that goes for a walk instead of eating donuts, then yeah, for some people they don't like that feeling and they'll just continue eating donuts and they'll continue, mm. you know, along their path. I think a lot of people are not aware of those sort of automatic behaviors that they oh, do. That's a good point. Yeah. And and they just, you know, then you start asking them and again, for as a coach, that's it's as a coach it's not a matter of saying, "Hey, eat better." go for a walk, whatever. It's not the information. It's never the information. Like we know how to get in shape. It's a matter of all those other extraneous factors. Like right. again, like your work, your workplace where your coworkers are always, uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard some uh, co-working spots or some office spots where I haven't had an office job in 20 <laughs> We're years. We're all like, remember yeah. when? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, whatever. Yeah. It's been like uh, years, but in, I've heard some of office places where like, there's literally like a birthday cake coming in every single week. Right. Yeah. yeah Cause it's so big. People in the office exactly. And yeah. everybody has three kids. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be that or, or, you know, whatever someone just brings in donuts because you know they 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 care about the office or whatever it might be so you need first for the person to be aware that that's happening you know like hey you know what like you are just automatically stepping in and grabbing this stuff right and like oh yeah that's right i'm just doing this as a social thing okay well like how can we still be social with the group but maybe you know not eat as many uh, pieces of cake or whatever it might be so you start brainstorming with them but you have to like even be aware of that situation and a lot of people just aren't at all so yeah, I, and I'm like guilty as charged, Your Honor. <laughs> um, time served, maybe, please. Yeah, I, I think that I. So I've <laughs> say if I could conquer my dysfunctional relationship with food, I'm not being sarcastic. It's literally my problem, and I wind up eating out of stress. And it, it's yeah. only very recently that at least now I realize what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, and then it's like, well, is this the least harmful thing that I can be doing? <laughs> like, this, this is pretty good. Like, all right, maybe I'll go for a walk instead. And I, I really didn't realize that I hadn't been aware of that. And, yeah. and now I'm just sitting here thinking like, yeah, boy, I wish 
wish <laughs> somebody had pointed that out to me a lot sooner. Um, and and the, the awareness, uh, I was talking with a client about this the other day. So the awareness, you can have awareness in hindsight. So, you know, if something's happened and you look back, you go, oh, yeah, that's right. I always eat when I'm stressed <laughs> or I always eat when someone brings a, a cake into the uh, office. You can have awareness in the moment, which is good as well, too, which is, I think, a little bit better. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm in that situation yeah. where I'm in the break room and I'm about to get cake. And then you can even have awareness before the, before the fact. So you know what? It's Monday. Someone always brings in donuts in on Monday, whatever it might be. So like, and kind of mentally prepare yourself for that. So that being able to mentally prepare yourself before the yeah. triggering event, that can be even better. So building up each type of those awareness of, of you know, hindsight awareness, in the moment awareness, and then like pre-event Pre awareness. Yeah. yeah, all of that's going to really help. And it, it takes time. It takes a lot of time to, to build that stuff up. So do you... I'm, I'm laughing because I have people listening. I have a tablet on the table and I'm like, I'm going to try taking notes. That's no, that's not my shtick. So I'm putting the tablet away. That is not my thing. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll keep mine out. I'll keep mine out. Just you're, for... I, you're not bothering me, but like I, I get so, let's see if I can keep my train of thought and bramble. I get so fascinated just getting a chance to talk to people mm -hmm. that I'm just like, I don't need no taking notes. I got 19 ideas in my head. I need to write down 20, 21 and 22. <laughs> I'm super interested in helping people so movers mindset is you know i talk to movement enthusiasts check about who they are check what they do check why they do it so what i'm thinking is or like do you recall a point in time where you like your your gym like you're a certain guy and i was yeah. just saying before like i have a certain idea of you i have no idea who you really are yeah but you're they're like a guy and you do certain things in the fitness spaces in the movement spaces in the coaching spaces do you remember, was there a gym before that? I don't, I don't even want skeletons in the closet, but like, do you remember a time when you weren't passionate about helping everybody else and you were maybe just doing your own thing? Or like, do you remember a transition to who you are now? Uh, yeah, I'd say that I've always liked physical activity for as long as I can remember. Way back in the day, it was a lot of team sports. But then in, I'd say, middle of high school, I started doing just gymnastics by myself well, with my buddy, but like, you know, uh, right. self-taught, right? Yeah, exactly. Self-taught. And doing that in high school and having fun with that and then going to college, going to University of Maryland, where we are right now, and then being on the gymnastics club team there, that was that was a lot of fun. And then when I started, I mean, I guess it really was when I started the blog, even before the site during the, the creating the blog and putting out the information on the blog and getting a good response from that. Like, hey, you know what? I've been practicing this handstand, this one arm chin up, this handstand push up. Here's some things I've learned. This is my amateur opinion. And again, getting the positive feedback, that was the sort of the shift of like, oh, this is really fun to be able to just, you know, help people and to uh, disseminate the information that I have and the experience that I had. So that was the, that was really the big switch is when I actually started putting the stuff down on paper, so to and speak. Roughly, how old were you? Just uh, like, uh, that was that was 2005 <laughs> for the uh, for the blog. So I'm um, just so that's post high school, right into the uh, college post, age. Post college, post college, post college. Yeah, because what I'm what I, the point I want to make to people listening, I try not to preach, but you know, if if you're in a space where you're like, I don't like. I mean, if you don't, I don't like my job. Okay. You're probably 40. Yeah. Or, or if you're like, I don't know how to like get noticed in free running or, okay, you're probably in high school. You know, everybody goes through these life journeys and like, yeah. if anybody is going, oh, Craig seems to have it all figured out or, or Jim seems to have this. It's like, yeah, but you should have seen Craig like 15 years ago. I was, yeah. I was unrecognizable. I was a different person entirely. And 
I always love to try and highlight people's, you know, the guests journey. on the show. Yeah. I highlight their journey because, you know, when you go, oh, I used to be like this, or Craig says, I used to be like that, then people go, oh, all right, well, I'm, I'm not, I don't have Craig's dysfunction. <laughs> Good for you. I don't know if Craig's dysfunction, but I can imagine now yeah. going from where I am to where I want to be. And then do people, do people ever come to you and say like, I don't like where I am, you know, conceptually, physically, but I don't know where to go. Or, or do they always seem to show up? Like they find you when they're like, Whoa, I got to, how do I? And they, they want to know how versus where or what? Great, great question. So, uh, in terms of that, I'd say people, sometimes they'll come and they'll say, hey, I want this particular skill. Like, mm -hmm. I want to handstand, I want this and that. But that is actually a lot rarer than you'd think. I mean, if people are coming to, like, seminars back when I was running seminars, yes, like, okay. This I, is a I, handstand I, seminar. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, you're coming for handstands. So that's very specific. And then I have some clients that have come that way. But I think a lot of times people will come to a coach and it will be because they want change. You know, like I want to change. I'm not quite happy where I want to be. I want to feel more confident. I want to feel, you know, I want to feel just better in my skin. I want to move around better. And that's where they want. That's the change that they want. They don't know exactly how to get from A to B. And that's exactly why they talk to a coach. Right. So, yeah, it's not just a matter. I mean, a handstand could be the vehicle to take them there. Like, you know what? Ever since learning a handstand, I feel more confident. I feel you know, I'm having more fun in my workouts, but maybe they, maybe the handstands, the vehicle, maybe it's not. Maybe so, it's not. yeah. How much of your, okay, you're passionate yeah, <laughs> and you're energetic. And I knew that like for way back, how much of that do you think is maintained by just like, that's just who Jim is. Like it's just woven in versus how much of it is you, you get that from the people that you're interacting with. So like every person that comes to you that says, like clearly you're not the guy going, Oh look, a customer with the same stupid problem. Like you're clearly <laughs> like, I would so love to help you with yeah. that. Like how much of it is just, it's in your DNA and how much of it, because what I'm thinking is like, if people are listening, they're like, dude, this guy's passionate, but I don't have any passion. Like, is it just now I'm just born with it? Or do you get it from the people that you work out with or that you um, teach or coach? Yeah. So, uh, I, I think that, yeah, there's, there's that innate passion. Like you're not going to do something for as long as you know, like for, for 20 years. If you're <laughs> right, like, you know what? Right. I'm kind of so, so about yeah. it. I'm kind of lukewarm about this handstand stuff. Uh, so there's definitely that innate passion, but 100% you still build off the energy of others, which is great. And it is, it is challenging over the past, you know, uh, over the past five years, yes. I've been you know, working online uh, exclusively. That is slightly more challenging than in person in terms of just, you know, working off people's yeah, energies because you're sending messages back and forth, but you still do get, you know, you still do get that lift when a client gets a new PR or has like a new breakthrough, whether it's, you know, whether it's, uh, in the exercise realm or mentally or whatever it might be. So you definitely do build off that. Mm. But then, yeah, in person, if I'm, if I'm doing seminars or classes or whatever it might be, yeah, I mean, that's, it's really easy to feed off the energy there because you can see it on people's faces. You can see, you know, them get a new skill or whatever yeah. it might be. And that's super cool. So uh, it's a little bit of both, a little from column A, a little from column B on that. Column so, B. Well, um, what do you, what do you do for oh, people? I, <laughs> One of the things about this podcast <laughs> is it's basically self-help for Craig. Um, Let's go. And it's like, all right. So I'm actually, I would say I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. I Because the way I define introversion, extroversion is where do you go to recharge? So to me, recharge is like I was here 45 minutes early mm -hmm. and I was just like sitting in my van, just like reading quietly. You know, that's like, I'm just like recharging, waking yeah. up, you know, like getting ready to talk to Jim. So that's, that's how I do it. And I'm wondering, do you, do you like, you know, do you have like Jim's cave i'm thinking like batman's <laughs> cave you know or do you have i don't mean like cave like man cave but like do you have your space that you that you go to or do you is it do you do it outdoors like do you recharge in nature do you recharge or do you just find that 
I'm recharged after talking to people? Uh, you know what, uh, funny enough, I would say that I am a bit of an introvert. I know that sounds maybe kind of funny to say, but after seminars, after talks, you know, big things like that, or after, after I'm working, even just sending a bunch of messages, mm. you know, to my clients, I'll, at the end of that, I'll feel just like, huh, like a little drained, a little wiped because I've, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I've given, I've given so much emotion and thought into it. So yeah, in terms of recharging a lot of different ways, I'll do it, whether it's sitting back, listening to music, whether it's going for a walk or even just going uh, to the gym and working out, like going to the gym and working out with like headphones in, mm. like that will recharge me just moving around like that. So yeah, I think it's important to be able to take that time and, and recharge and kind of step back a bit, you know, like you need to, the whole, um, the whole saying of you have to fill your cup up before you fill other people's cups yeah. up, you know? So you absolutely have to do that. Music so. is a great, uh, I love that you yeah. mentioned music. I have, um, so my, <laughs> I, my mother doesn't listen to the show, but I'm not blaming my mom, but I, I was a latchkey child. Mm -hmm. So in the late seventies, early eighties, I would come home from school with a key to the house. That's yeah. the reference of latchkey, let myself back in the house. And of course I'd watch television and often eat. And that's sort of the psychological basis, I think for my association with like food and television. So I call it yeah. the TV monster, even though nobody watches television anymore. Even <laughs> I don't watch TV. Now it's Netflix or you, you have, um, Hulu or whatever. Exactly. But I call it the TV monster because sometimes I'm like, my brain is just turned on and I need to turn it off. Yeah. And the visual, whatever, like that can distract me. And so that's like, I need to stop doing that. I find that music works beautifully. Like I always sit down, I have a comfy chair and I put my nice headphones on because I actually have really bad hearing. Mm -hmm. So I have really good audio gear as yeah. like my compensation. So I'll listen to my, and I'll be like, I haven't heard this album from Pink Floyd. You know, and I'm like, and I'm an adult. I could sit here for an hour and a half and listen yeah. to all four sides of the wall and nobody's going to say a word. Yeah. What is it about music? Because you mentioned, because I've, I, I don't run much, but when I do, it's with music. And yeah. it's always more fun with music. And when, you know, when I've worked out in a gym, it's been with music. And when I want to unwind, music works better than TV. Craig, you know, physician, heal thyself. Do you, <laughs> have you ever thought about, because you, Why? I think I've actually seen you in a photo with like a spiral. Like, I think I've seen you listening to music. I have this vision of like, I can <laughs> maybe. Picture, I don't know. I'm like, where did I get that idea from? But it's just this idea of music seems really important to you. And like, like, have you ever really thought about why or what is it? Or I mean, I think with music, with that, uh, it's when you're not listening to music, you've got a thousand other thoughts racing through your head. So just taking a break from that is good. And, you know, a lot of times they've, we've talked about or people have talked about how, you know, you might be thinking about a problem. You might be like really dwelling on a problem, but it's when you stop dwelling and thinking about the problem mm. that it comes to you. Like True. it comes to you in the shower, you know, like <laughs> later on. So same sort of thing. Like you need to unplug your brain a little bit from just constantly thinking and worrying and kind of processing and music, especially like a music with lyrics as you're listening to them and enjoying them, you know, you listen to Pink Floyd. Yeah. Like it's absolutely um, uh, a way to just you know, unplug from your own, your own thoughts. Huh. I saw Roger Waters. Uh, he came to a uh, DC a number of years ago and uh, had the wall. Where, oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, incredible. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to see it. So. All right. If we can do yeah. anecdotes, Melissa yeah. <laughs> may know this story already. I, when I was in college, somebody bought me uh, a remaster CD. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't know about you, right? We remember when they invented CDs. Yeah, CDs somebody yeah. <laughs> bought me a remastered CD of The Wall, okay. which if you don't know what The Wall is, I'm sorry, but it's basically two albums. So the whole album fits on one disc, so it's two discs. When I was a little kid, my father was a bit of an audiophile and he had friends with audiophiles and somebody made me a 90-minute cassette, no, 45-minute cassette. I didn't realize there were third and fourth sides 
I, I only ever heard the first album. That's hilarious. Well, and it ends with him trying to kill himself. Yeah. That's where the end of the second side is like, goodbye, crew world. You know, and, it, and then it's just like, and I thought it was a really great thing. Well, imagine my delight when I went to college, somebody bought me the album and I realized that Pink Floyd got back together and recorded a third and a fourth side. <laughs> I thought I died and went to heaven. It was yeah. like, when I had the same experience with Stephen King wrote the Gunslinger series. <laughs> I didn't realize I hadn't that, but yeah, I didn't realize he hadn't written. There's like three books, and he stopped for decades, and then he almost got killed. He hit, he got hit by a car. I went to the bookstore, bought the first three. I was like, this is cool. Went back, and I'm like, hey, where are the rest? And the guy behind the counter was like, I got bad news for you, kid. So the, there, there are these moments. There are moments. I'm actually going to make a point here. Yeah. People, people who are like fast forwarding. <laughs> there are moments in time where like you have an experience, and you not only is it that's awesome, but you also realize that's a one off. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to get a chance to experience that again. And when you, like, the look on your face, which nobody else saw, when you mentioned the the Waters doing the concert, yeah. I'm like, yes, those moments are really rare. And so ask a question, Craig. Yeah. Do you find that you, do clients of yours or people that you're coaching, or even if you're, like, programming a thing and you see a thousand people run the program, do they do better when they're aware of those moments? Like, so hitting a PR is one thing, and that's what's called a PR. It's a personal record. Yeah. You're never going to experience that again. Do they do they seem to do better in the long run if they're aware of how awesome those little moments are, or is it just some people notice and some don't? Or on no, no, it's it's good. That's a great question. Those victories, there's some big ones that, like, yeah, I I was trying to deadlift a thousand pounds and I deadlifted a thousand pounds. Congratulations, <laughs> great. I mean, that's fantastic, but it's important to celebrate all of them along the way. And I think that a coach's job is to, is to ask their client, like, hey, what are some victories? And to celebrate all those victories. Mm. And those victories, again, they, they don't always just look like, you know, weights on, any more weight on the bar. Yeah. It's a lot of different things. And especially, again, a lot of my clients, like, it's not like they're trying to smash any sort of lifting records. Right. Like, their PR could be, hey, you know what? I was more aware of my eating habits this week than before. Or, you know what? I had a little bit of a backslide this week, but the backslide was a lot less than yeah. what I've normally had, you know? So, or I went on vacation and normally on vacation, I would put on 10 pounds. <laughs> Seven margaritas. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. But, but you know what? This this vacation. I put on five pounds or no pounds, whatever it might be. Like uh, you, you have to snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat here and really remind yourself of that. And people are so hard on themselves already. (laughs) So uh, really pulling out these victories and like uh, being aware of them and like celebrating them, uh, that's a coach's job to really do that. And and this is not just, you know, blowing smoke up their butt. It's not just like, uh, oh, yay, great. You did a push up. No, I mean like, but actual legitimate things like, hey, you know what? We are in this situation. Like people just get caught in the same habit loops over and over again. We were in the same situation a month ago, a year ago, whatever it might be. And you did this, this, and this. Well, now same same situation, and you did a little bit better than before. This this is progress, and they don't even realize that. You know, like as a coach, you're yeah. you're watching all these steps, you're watching all this progress, and they don't even realize it. So it's absolutely important because if you are just waiting months, years, whatever to hit a PR, and then hey, that's the only time I celebrate, that's not sustainable either. You know, <laughs> that's a really terrible way to go. It's just like, oh man, I I I don't celebrate for years at a time. You have to celebrate all those little right. steps along the way. So, how how many? Uh, who's the guy that talks about the, they call it your monkey sphere. It's like 125 people you can have relationships with or whatever. And again, I always tell people like the guests, I'm not, I'm not fishing for details or skeletons, but like how many people do you really interact with that you could like, you know, that like, Oh, I have a 
Zoom call with Jim on Tuesday and you, you like really know their story. Like how many people are you actually juggling? Not because I want to know how you make a living, but because I'm like, yeah, how many people are you really juggling? Cause that's, yeah. ener- that requires energy. No, absolutely. So right now, as it, as it was uh, the, over the past year or so, past two years, I've actually brought down my client load a bit just so I've been able to work on other projects at Nerd mm-hmm. Fitness and that was by design. So about two dozen right now in terms of clients and that's fine. You know, that's like a good manageable load while I can still do a lot of other stuff uh, in other realms. But in terms of in terms of just being able to interact with people, like we've got coaches on our team now that are going 50 to 70 clients. And that sounds like a lot, but again, like we're able to just still connect with them on a very personal level, take, you know, really good notes, really... Uh, so I was going to say, you must take notes and keep track of... Take notes, send videos, uh, just really connect with them on, on that level. So, I mean, that's, that's a little bit, a little bit different if, you know, you've got that many, but in terms of my like load right now, my client load right now, no, everything's fine. I know a lot, a lot about a lot of the people that I'm coaching, you know, they're again, some of them I've met in person, you know, some of them have come to town and, you know, we'll grab a coffee. Others I've never met before in person, but uh, you still have that connection uh, for sure. So I'd love to rail on social media, whatever, Craig, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me just check. No soapbox. Okay. There's no soapbox under my shoes. But if, you know, I have like hundreds of people who are connected to, and it's like, yeah. you, one cannot even keep track of the names of all those people's kids or their pets or stuff. And I think it's a very, I'm going to say very wise of you to like be aware of the raw number of people that you can really show up for yes. and, and be present for. And that's, I was just kind of curious. I'm just, my, my brain's going like, whoa, I like reeling at the concept of trying to me just like craig trying to keep track of 24 people that would be a lot of people to keep mm-hmm. track it takes a lot of energy so mad props for being able to pull that off and mad props for being smart enough to be like oh, that's, it's that's <laughs> enough like <laughs> no, it, it's it's um yeah i don't know you just with the clients with that number uh again my my client load is actually pretty low in comparison to uh you know uh, other people at nerd fitness but that's just by design yeah i don't know like you you just you start to get to know how they interact, their beats, their baseline. Mm. Uh, I talk a lot with, uh, in terms of, uh, I tell coaches all the time that in terms of just, you have to, you have to be able to, this is like the one skill that's definitely hard to develop on online coaching is you have to be able to sense when there's a problem with someone. So, you know, if you're, you know, talking in person, yes, it's very easy to pick up on body language. But if you're just talking to someone in messages, you know, talking to a client messages and, the the messages look different. Like you know, maybe they used to send you novels and they're only sending you a couple like right. lines. Maybe Craig, stop capitalizing. Ex- What's going on there? Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, you know, maybe they've been sending you messages you know several times a week and now it's only once a week. Like there's all those things that you'll pick up on. You have to be able to pick up on the change in baseline. You know, mm. some pe- some people they'll always just be like very short messages and that's fine. Maybe that's their baseline. But when there's the change in baseline, that's when you really have to say, okay, you know what. There's, there might be something wrong with this person. Like they might be just have a lot of stress. And then that's when you reach out, you know, and you just kind of kind of pick at it and you say, hey, we seem maybe a little stressed this week. Is there anything I can do to help? What can we adjust, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they might not realize they're, we're talking about awareness yeah. the whole time. Like, they might not have even realized their stress. It's like, oh, I can't believe, yeah, you're right, absolutely. So that is the real art of the online coaching and online communication uh-huh. is being able to pick up on those, those subtle cues, those cues that just, when you're not talking to someone in person, so, mm. yeah. I've always wondered about frequency of like interacting with your coach. And I think I've read somewhere that like once a week is pretty much the standard, right? It was like, yeah, we meet every week. But I read somewhere and I can't recall where that if you meet more than once a week, it's like a huge 
You know, like twice yeah. a week isn't twice as good. It's like 20 times as good because there's just something about the cadence. Yeah. So do you normally meet with people once a week or do you find that there are some people that do better at twice a week? So, so in terms of that, uh, in terms of how our coaching is set up and structured, we don't meet like one-on-one, like real time. Uh, and I think, like I said, I think there's an advantage to that for, simply for the fact that if someone's really busy, they can be sending messages right. and then I get the messages and send them back. But generally speaking, we're talking to clients two to three times a week like bare minimum on that one. Uh, sometimes we'll have calls, you know, every so often, but uh, more calls actually don't create a better coaching environment. Clients think they do. They're like, oh, you know what? If they called me every single week, I would definitely stay accountable to them. Just does, it honest, honestly doesn't work. It's <laughs> just kind of hilarious. Like, I yeah. missed it again, right? <laughs> that's, exact, that's exactly how some of the calls would go. They'd be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I, I did this and that and again and, and, you know, didn't do my intentions or whatever it might be. But yeah, I would totally agree that like once a week is just like, you know, it's it's like trying to get a tan and you go out to the sun just in, in the sun just once a week. Like, yeah, maybe you get a little bit, but not too much. It's it's the you repeated, <laughs> yeah, you burn or you burn. It's the repeated efforts back and forth. And it's that, I cannot remember the uh, term for it now, but in terms of like learning something, when you learn something, if you learn oh, something and- Timed repetition. Exactly. And there there might be and some they other space term. space it out. It's like a day and then two days and then a week and then a month. And yeah. that's, that's exactly it. Yeah. So when, you, when you're first learning something, like having it like a little bit closer is good. And then you can kind of space it out a little bit longer, a little bit longer. And we don't space it out. So we're, we're not talking to a client for a month, but we keep it at a regular intervals with the communication so that, again, we can continue to keep momentum going. And when we're doing the online coaching, that's actually, I'd say, one of the biggest, one of the biggest indicators of success for a client is communication. So mm. coaches, we're going to be communicating nonstop, okay? Regardless, like, I'm going to be sending you messages every single week, guaranteed. <laughs> so you tell me to shut up. Yeah, right? pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but what ends up happening with a lot of online, with a lot of clients, uh, especially online clients, when it's just, you know, the, the messages back and forth is... It's their loss of communication. It's when they completely drop off the map and go radio silent mm. when we see no momentum, you know? And I can understand, well, the reason why people do that is is many, there's many different reasons, but like people end up getting, you know, they, they feel overwhelmed or they feel embarrassed by what they did or didn't do. So then they stop talking to their coach or they get a little bit busy and they feel like they need to give me like a novel update. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 just, just give me a quick update. I understand, I understand that, you know, work's crazy or family's crazy. You know, just, you know, just keep, keep the lines of communication open. And when we're able to keep those lines of communication open, even during the busiest weeks, that's going to be so much better. So yeah, we tell clients time and time again, like just whether yeah. you had the best week in your life or the worst week, just keep communication open and we'll be able to keep those, uh, because there's gotta be cycles, things. right? Like, I mean, human beings are not robots that repeat no. the same thing every <laughs> week and it's the holidays or it's the time of year that, you know, any number of things. Yeah. All kinds of anniversary of somebody's passing and you don't realize like I, I didn't realize uh, birthdays right so it's like every year September October I get like in a little bit of a foul mood because my birthday's in early September <laughs> and I'm, I never really thought that was a thing but I'm just like I don't know I'm looking at 10 years of journals and every September there's like journals <laughs> missing like I didn't journal on Tuesday why is that I don't know, apparently yeah so then even if it's maybe not because of my birthday maybe it's just the time of season maybe it's uh, I've terrible allergies and you know inflammation causes depression like they're those two are related yeah. so i think there's a lot to be said for being aware of like okay the thing that i'm going to keep doing is communicate and not communicate well or communicate good yeah. material or bad material but just um, just keep lines of communication open because it's really easy to, it's really really easy to communicate with your coach when the uh when it's a great week like <laughs> i got a pr i ate nothing but salad whatever it might be <laughs> easy to talk to your coach but it's harder to talk to your coach when you're like 
I ate nothing but birthday cake all week because my coworkers <laughs> brought it in. Like, you know, like that, that's, that's, those are the, the weeks where it's hard, you know? Yeah. And I mean, it goes without saying coaches are not judging. We're not, we're not wagging fingers. Like we understand things are tough, but like we never know the challenges that clients are going through if the clients don't express mm-hmm. them themselves. And, that, and that's, that's the hardest that's the hardest step for a lot of clients to make is like realize we're, we're not trying to dig in and, and again, get, get skeletons or whatever it might be, but we're just trying to really identify the challenges that people are going through and say, Hey, let's, let's talk through some things. Let's adjust things. Let's see how it goes. No judgment. You know, right. we're here to help. So, so many things, yeah. I, so many things I think of, um, <laughs> Um, maybe I'll pause for a sip of coffee. Yeah, go ahead. I, we often joke, this podcast is brought to you by dogs, no dogs today, and coffee. Thank you for bringing <laughs> the coffee. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, absolutely. I can't function without coffee, so. <laughs> uh, what about, oh, millions of things. All right, let's do like left turn, turn signal. Let's go ahead. Yeah. I love to collect stories, and, and not like, you know, stories of accidents or disaster, but just like stories that people are passionate about because I... I really believe that when you hear somebody tell a story, like me telling my story about finding the wall, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it together, recorded. It's like you learn something about Craig. You're like, oh, Craig, okay, Craig's in the music. You, you know, my what epoch I'm from because what band I'm talking yeah. about. If you don't know what band I'm talking about, please go to Wikipedia and look up Pink Floyd. <laughs> All right. That being said, are there any stories that come to mind if I say like, hey, is there a story you want to share? Oh man, give me more direction. What uh, um, about right, victory, so defeat? Not you know? <laughs> related to your coaching, like your professional coaching work, but something related to. Something that you, maybe somebody said to you, hey, do you want to come try, Jim, let's go ice climbing? Like something random that somebody has asked you to do and an experience that you went, oh, okay, I guess I'll go try that. And then it really turned into something that really surprised you and was like a growth opportunity or it was really fun. Hmm. Um, and I'll just go with the first, uh, first, first thought is best thought, right? So <laughs> I don't know about that, but okay, yeah. you can be wrong with that. <laughs> first, first, choice, first choice is best choice, as they say in improv. So... I'd say uh, this was just a, a month or two ago, nothing too crazy and not, not the most exciting story, but my buddy, uh, he's got a boat, you know, he goes out on the Potomac and he had one of those like electric surfboard things. There's like an electric foil. Have you seen them? They look like a surfboard and then they've got like this thing like that comes keel down. that sticks down yeah, and sticks a set of wings underwater. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and you've got a little remote in your hand and you're going along. And so, you know, he jumps on and buzzes around, you know, it's his, he, he's, he's good at it. And then he's like, Hey, you want to try it? I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah. Oh, I'll, give, I'll give this a go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know it was going to be difficult, uh, but, but I was just like, yeah, that sounds fun. And you know, everyone else on the boat was like, no, no I don't want to do it. Don't want to do it. And you know, I gave it a go and you know, I was able to get up on like, you know, one knee or whatever and whatever, like moderate success. And it was a blast. It was fun. But then my wife, like later on, she goes, she goes, I knew you would do it. I knew you would step in and try it because like you just step in and try anything like you'll in a good way, <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> she, she's, she's not, she's not yelling at me. And that was one of those things that I thought, Oh, you know what? I guess, I guess all the different experiences I've had over the years, like, yeah, like I will more often than not step into something and, and give it a go, you know, even if I'm terrible at it. And there was never any sort of fear or apprehension or like, you know, self, uh, um, because Self, uh, when you're self-preservation, <laughs> probably not. Uh, self-consciousness, self-consciousness is the word I was thinking. Yeah. If you weren't, you're not self-conscious. Yeah. You're gonna laugh at me when I fall off. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I guess not self-conscious. Uh, didn't. And and I don't want to. I'm not trying to sound like I'm, you know, such a tough guy or anything like that. But yeah, I just I felt really excited to have the opportunity for that. Even if yeah, even if I fell off, which I did plenty of times. Yeah. Even if I looked silly, that's something now that. I really enjoy those sort of ways to just kind of push my push my comfort zone 
I was talking with my neighbors just yesterday, 10 years ago, my wife and I went skydiving, you know, and skydiving is something again that terrifies people. But uh, yeah, we were, we were talking about how awesome it was and this and that. So not that I'm a thrilled junkie by any yeah. means, but like I still, uh, I still enjoy being able to just see, see what the body can do and, and move around and uh, have fun you, with that. You riff off the other person too, right? Like, well, geez, he's having fun. I mean, like, you know, I'm a human being too. I should yeah. probably try that. And I, yeah. I, I think that's a wonderful, it's a wonderful attitude of life. And when I manage to do that, my life generally goes better. And when I'm all <laughs> like, eh, that's never going to work, then my life tends to go worse. So I, yeah. probably a lesson I should review. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think the lesson is try new things and also, yeah, don't worry about, exactly, don't worry about what other people are going to think because, yeah, you'll probably screw up, you'll probably mess up, but hey, you're giving it a go and there's a lot of other people that are just staying on the boat and not even trying it, you know? Yeah. So, and I mean, that's, we're talking about movement here, but to kind of swing it over to kind of some of the stuff I'm doing now with Nerd Fitness, good segue there. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm doing a lot more video stuff with Nerd Fitness at the moment. So, you know, I've got my, I've got my client load, of course, but pushing a lot of other videos and, and doing video production front to back uh, for them and making videos for like YouTube, for instance, that's something that, you know, people being on camera, it's for a lot of people, it is absolutely they terrifying. Freak out. Absolutely yes. terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've, you know, I've had years, you know, directing classes and seminars and things like that. So it, it came out maybe a little bit more natural. Being on camera is still a different animal entirely. Yes. But having the ability to just be like, you know what, I'm going to give this a go, do the best I can, learn from it, get better and get better. That is something that I'm getting a lot better at and feel a lot better at uh, than I definitely have in the past. So, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I know what you mean about like, it's one thing to be standing up in front of a bunch of people. I'm like, okay, we're talking about this. Like, yeah, 30 people. Okay, fine. Oh, they brought a video camera. It's like, <laughs> you know, if I pick my nose inadvertently when I'm not paying attention, that's going to be on the internet forever. Exactly. That's the idea of a lot of, you know, I've done a couple of podcasts and people who I point microphones at, some people really freak out mm -hmm. and I don't like try to freak them out, but it's, they know this thing goes in that thing and that thing's recording and then I'm going to put it on the internet. And I do everything I can to make them feel comfortable. I, I, I don't know if I said it to you, but I'm like, you know, at the end of this, if you go, no, that shit show is never going out in the world, <laughs> I'll press delete. And we had an awesome conversation. Thanks for the coffee. And we won't use it. But yeah. after that, I'm going to go make my thing. And I think there's something to be said for when once someone has taken that leap, like, yeah, I mean, you're the quietest, mo not, not Jim, yeah. <laughs> but like random person. You're super quiet. You never, never put yourself out there. But you know what? You know everything there is to know about this topic and more people could. So why don't you try just getting up in front of the group and giving a presentation? Yeah. It wigs them out. And then they're like, well, I don't know. They talk about it. And then somebody goes, oh, I, I got a question. All of a sudden, they you're kind of putting yourself, putting oneself out there gives you the opportunity for the nice people in the world to go, wow, that's really helpful. Thank yeah. you. Hey, I have a question. And then you suddenly realize that being in front of the group, that actually can be a source of energy because you can draw oh, from absolutely. all that passion. So absolutely. I, I think maybe you and I kind of have lost sight of how awesome it is to get the opportunity to be in front of yeah. anybody ever and have them not throw a tomato, but to actually <laughs> say, that was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it, yeah, I, it's, it's cool. definitely, you know, yeah, it's definitely something that, that, like you said, you draw energy from the crowd and people that are afraid to do that. Like, again, they're full of so much information. If they're able to get up yeah, in front of a crowd or they're able to nowadays, especially the given situation, if they're able to make a video and put it out to the world, yeah, they might feel nervous at first. They might do terrible. They might, and terrible is a relative term. They might stumble. They might, you know, feel nervous. But it's still good that they did it, you know. And it's good to get the reps in for that. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of times, especially over the past like couple of years, that like a lot of the live streaming that people will do, like last year, 
uh, when things started locking down, we started do live streaming a lot of classes, a lot of you know chin up challenges and things like that. Yeah. And yeah, when you're live streaming, there's you don't you don't think about editing, you're not thinking about anything. You're like, okay, I'm just I have to be here in the moment, and I have to convey whatever information I have to to the crowd. And you don't you don't worry about it as much, you know. It's it's when you record it and then you have to edit it, this and that, where people Ooh, think about it a little bit point. more. So if people are really kind of stuck about making videos, making podcasts or anything like that, and you know they they don't know know how to kind of take a big leap forward just try going live you know like you're on facebook live youtube live whatever it might be you know like (laughs) just just do it and and kind of rip the bandaid off and i think that will help a lot of people get out of their comfort zone there so yeah that's a good point i hadn't really thought about this This is all the things that i generally do it's a lot of times we just call this like open conversation i'm not really planning on editing or changing things around i mean if it goes really long maybe we'll cut you know some stupid ramble that i inserted but generally what people hear is what you know jim and i experience yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on uh, what can I do better? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, we talk, mean, you're talking about. I, I mean, here in the in the podcast environment, in the space that I create, in the in the questions I ask, not so much the. Oh like, no! Oh, everything's fine. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's oh. fun to to be able to riff back and forth like this. I, I like it, and Except I like for the pole, the middle of the table. There's oh, a, no. <laughs> there's a beautiful umbrella. We keep we, like we, we, we needed the umbrella in case it started raining today. So <laughs> no, 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 everything's fine. I, I like the uh, back and forth here, and just asking me like the the, the open ended questions and asking me the questions of. You know, what's a story that transformed you or whatever it might be? I think it's good. I think it's a lot of fun. We aim to, that, aim to so. please. Yeah. And I'm always torn. Like, I'm trying to run, like, four maybe different, like, you know, trying to keep an eye on the Zoom call that's running, you know. And I'm, like, every once in a while I have to look at the timer. And, you know, I like, gave up on notes. Like, that is not, <laughs> Craig is not a note taker. Totally yeah. Nope. Um, and I'm trying to, like, watch the levels. And it's just all these things. So, on one hand, doing the podcast like the recording part of it yeah. is, is like, I, I kind of dislike it because I'd rather just be like, show up and be like, dude, I forgot the recorder. I'm so sorry. Like it's all, it's all giant scam. <laughs> I forgot the recorder. Let's just have a conversation because then I can just have cool conversations with people, yeah. which is how it all started. But on the other hand, I really, like maybe in the beginning I could have told myself, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pretend, but I'm just having conversations. Now I'm like, no, these conversations that I'm privileged enough to get to have, these need to be shared. Like I keep, the more people I talk to, I mean, you're, you know what a, George Surratt painting is the guy with the paints with the dots. Yeah, you know, yeah. you get real close. It's just dots. He's be like, oh, it's people on a beach. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I feel like I'm making a George Surratt painting, and I'm like you're clearly a bright red dot in the middle. Like this guy is well known. He's done a ton of stuff, and he's like, this is his environment, like sharing with other people. But there are people that I talk to that nobody has ever heard of them or heard from them. And guess what? You people have things to share too, and I love. Yeah. Like when I press stop, and they're just like, that was awesome. And I'm like, yeah, almost like I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I love that you that you talk about how to get people to like take a first step or open put up themselves yeah. out there open up and, and i think that's super important that yeah. more people hear that oh this i mean there's so many people with uh, so many different things to share uh, in the movement community in the physical you know culture community and now it's it's easier than ever let's be serious it's easier than ever to create stuff and get things out there you know distribute it a lot yeah. more than it was in the past and yeah a lot of times people are just they're not doing it because again they're a little bit afraid they're a little bit um, never done it before right exactly i can and, do that yeah and, and, and i mean i mean when i started and, and it's one of those things like you just you do whatever you can and then you start growing and building from there you know no one ever just comes up with a finished product so like again yeah. when, I, when i started back yeah. in 05 
It was the the free it blog. Was it Blogger? Blogger.com? I, I think it Blogger was a <laughs> yeah, How many yeah. years ago was that? On my brain's like, I can't do math. I'm like, 16, 16 years yeah, ago. 16 years, that's what I'm saying. 16 oh, years ago. just last year, yeah. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. So with that, that was, yeah, the beastskills.blogspot.com or something, if that was the original yeah. site. Anyway, the, the point is, like, it was just like, hey, I'm just going to make posts. I'm just going to make really, like, just simple posts about my training or whatever it might be. I wasn't thinking about the end result. I was just thinking, like, what am I doing right now? Good and then point. can I do a little bit better? Because... I think also, and and then honestly, this goes even with just people's practice as well. They see a lot of people's end results Mm -hmm. and they see a lot of people's like PRs, but they don't see the start. They don't see the process. And you need to realize that, you know, just start wherever you're at and then take that next step forward, that next step forward. Don't worry if it's not, if it doesn't look as polished in terms of like content creation. You know, don't worry if it's not as polished as someone else's. It's it's not going to be. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna have to start easy. Or if you're doing a handstand, you know, maybe you fall down. It doesn't look really good. It's not a good straight line. But like, have fun with the process and realize it's just it is just a process. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, <laughs> my Craig's, there's something wrong with me. My brain is weird. <laughs> I'm chuckling because I scrolled backwards through your Instagram account mm-hmm. like last night. And I, uh, what I love to do is I just like the whew, just go okay. way back, you know. And there's the do some deep cuts. The, yeah, no, the the meme of the I forget which character it is from South Park. It's the little kid and he's sitting on the bus and his feet aren't touching the floor <laughs> and he's like, I'm in danger. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's uh, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. It was um, Ralph, Ralphie. Yeah, yeah handstands uh, with yes. no room to fall and you're losing your balance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the meme is perfect. I'm in danger. What could go wrong? Yeah, yeah. But that's that like circles back to putting yourself out there. I think. I mean, maybe don't do your handstand in traffic on the median. Like, okay, <laughs> but but yeah, there. But just yeah, just 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 be bold on about it. I think I think with that as well too, putting yourself out there with content. If we're, if we're talking about content, there was some saying I'm gonna butcher it, but it's like you think that everyone is caring about you and like judging you or whatever, but. In actuality, when you first start off, no one is even listening <laughs> to you, and and, 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 I, I don't, I don't, and and that's not a depressing thought. It's more just a, it should be a liberating thought. Yeah, like don't you know panic. what? Yeah, exactly. Don't panic. Exactly. Just do what you can. Put stuff out there and just grow from there. And uh, yeah, same, I guess same thing with just your practice as well too, in terms of your training. Like you know, if you're at the gym and you you know, I, I've done plenty of silly things at the gym where I've knocked my chin with a barbell or <laughs> fallen over or whatever. Like things happen. You know, no big deal. Yeah, you don't worry about it because, again, most people are going to forget about it, you know, the next day. So, yeah. yeah. Music. What what music do you listen to when you want to, like, I'm going to say unwind, but, like, when you want to, like, okay, I want to just go to my gym space, you know, my, my <laughs> J-I-M space, not yeah, my yeah. G-Y-M space. Go, Both, to my, yeah. go to my James <laughs> space yeah. and, and relax. What, what are music that, that you listen to? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of uh, just indie rock. So, like, my, my playlist is ridiculous in terms of just, like, all over the place. I'm stuck in the 90s. I don't know. No, no, it's but. okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll listen to Spotify and whatnot. I'll put together a Spotify playlist, which I'm literally pulling up right now. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of different things. So, um, don't play the music because it's all copyrighted and then I have to cut oh, it out. <laughs> so, don't play the Smiths. That's going to yeah, be. Play, oh, the Smiths. Well, I, yeah. I have some Smiths. Yes. Um, so, yeah, the Smiths. I've got Snail Mail. She's a local artist uh, out of Columbia, Maryland. Um, uh, pretty big right now. Shout out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wolf Alice, Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I mean, just like a lot of indie rock sort of stuff. See, the reason I'll give you some time to think, the reason I ask is because every one of those names you drop, we link them up in the show notes and I'm like, more people should. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. The random connections, right? Like Jim mentioned, you know, cheese and I, <laughs> I, I have a problem with cheese. Cheese is always my example. 
and those names that you mentioned, people will go off and listen to the music and maybe that'll spur somebody to become an indie rock star someday. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. And then like, what's fun is there's been a lot of, uh, speaking of the 90s, there's been uh, several bands that have like released new stuff like the Sneaker Pimps. Does that name ring wow, a bell? No, it doesn't ring a okay. bell. Okay. Anyway, they, they came out with uh, Six Underground. I think that was actually 96, 97, Trip Hop Movement, and they've just released like a new uh, album. So like, that was something exciting. So like, I love that music back then, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're like, they're still doing that. You know, <laughs> like as as an as an older gentleman now, like it's nice to see someone that like was like like a band that was really putting out some great hits coming back and still doing some awesome so stuff passionate, yeah man. exactly it, g- it gives me hope that i can still do stuff uh, to this day right? <laughs> so, amen yeah once more louder for those yeah. in the back i i think it's um it's always so neat to get to like you know talking about you it's just neat to talk to people and be like hey what about music or what about you know like uh, there's just so many questions i can ask but i'm always like conscious like well it's also got to be i think something that that i think other people will be interested in like help them rather than just yeah. It's Craig talking to random people asking dumb questions. Although I probably could make a whole show out of that. <laughs> Was there anything that you were thinking on your way over here? Oh, I hope we get to talk about dot, 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 and I haven't gone there. Like, Or another way to say this, what question should I have asked you that I haven't? Yeah, yeah sure, no problem. <laughs> um, and I, I made little notes because uh, I wanted to remember as well, too. So in terms of uh, just some of the stuff that I think is exciting uh, that we're doing with uh, Nerd Fitness right now. So first off, we've got, and I'm pulling this up right now, um, we've got a camp for Nerd Fitness we're having another one. I was going to say that this is the thing that year. I've seen. Like, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a nerd. I, I actually have, what, uh, what's the, I'm like a level 27. Druid or something like that. Assassin, <laughs> I okay, think. Okay. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I'm t- people are like, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, just go to nerdfitness.com. Yeah. But, sorry, keep going. So no, I know no, they no used worries. to have camps, but they're having another one? Yeah, so uh, in terms of nerd fitness, we had camps uh, in 2014, 2015, and 2016. We had mm-hmm. in the falls of those three years. It was fantastic, a lot of fun, and the camp, I always tell people like what was amazing about the camps, uh, we might have talked about this last time, but the range of people that went both in age and ability. Mm. So you had, I think the youngest was like 18 or even maybe even 17 and they went with their parent or something like that, but like let's see 18 all the way up to like 60s and 70s, okay? So huge age range. And then the ability levels, people that were absolute beginners, you know, who are like, oh, my knee hurts a little bit and I haven't really moved around for a while, all the way up to people doing literally freestanding handstand push-ups, okay? Right. So like a huge uh, breadth of, of abilities as well too. But every single person who went to camp was able to choose their own adventure, like in it. Like, okay, today I've got, you know, five different things I could possibly do and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this nutrition class and this, this beginner parkour right. class and then this mindset class. And it was... It's magical. I mean, I, I, I don't use that word lightly. It was absolutely magical to see people's experiences at camp. So we absolutely loved doing that. We had to put it on hold. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, well, even before the pandemic, we had to put it on hold just because we just had to restructure the, the business a bit to make it more sustainable. Camp was great, but if we just kept on running camps, it just wasn't going to be feasible. So obviously people didn't like that. They wanted camps, but we wanted to do it right. You know, we wanted to do our community right. So we had to put it on hold for a bit. Then the pandemic, so I have to put on hold for another year. But we are finally bringing it back. It's uh, May 11th to the 15th next year in, in 2022. Uh, oh, people, that's can, people be can, huge. Yeah, oh, it's gonna, it's like it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> and I'm like, hold on, I need to, I need to sign up. You sign up? Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. And the, the the website for that is camp.nerdfitness.com for information. People can sign up for information. But yeah, I'll be teaching classes there. But again, we have a... a it's, Where it's, is it going to be? It's going to be down in uh, Clayton, Georgia. That's, so that's two hours outside of Atlanta. It's the same spot that we had our last camps at. It's a fantastic 
facility, like plenty of room for tons of different things, both inside and outside. Is, is that in the woods with a bunch of zip lines? Because I, yeah. I, okay, oh, wow. Yeah, there's, 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 there's different like I've ropes courses there. and stuff like that. You might have been. I um, went to a programming camp one time run by, the name escapes me and I'm not going to plug them anyway. And I mean, the, the course was good, but they can buy their own advertising. Nerd Fitness, I'm happy to plug. <laughs> and I was like, that was great because we were like staying in cabins and we were a bunch of coders so we're all like yeah. pasty white people, right? You know, <laughs> pasty, like not out in the sun, white yeah, people, yeah. right? Like, it's like everybody is pale. And and we were like immersed and it was like the yeah. meals with coder. So I can I can only imagine Oh it's yeah, it's it's incredible with again the different types of classes that we have have again with like with, with coaching and with uh, nerd fitness coaching in general, like we really look at it as a holistic approach of address workouts and exercise, address nutrition and then address yeah, your mindset. mindset. So we literally have classes for all three of those things so that you can again pick and choose like what you want to do. And yeah, it's it's it might be at the same camp. It's a it's a Jewish camp. I can't remember the name exactly off the top of my head, but it's a really really good spot. And it's yeah yeah people are staying I'm in cabins. It. I'm and just yeah. like my brain is going wow. I could just like leave my house in Pennsylvania. I'll take I have like a little RV. I'll take my van. I'll drive down there. I'll go to camp, and then I can just turn west and rock climb my way to the absolutely. Like, oh my god. <laughs> no, it's, it's great. Pe- pe- I mean, people are so excited. And what's great is like I've got uh, a number of my clients that are going and. All of them, it's really funny. It's, it's sort of the same story where, you know, they've signed up, they've, they've done the pre-sale, they signed up for camp. We're going we're gonna to open it up to general public in a bit. But then they tell their families, friends, coworkers, <laughs> they're like, and they're like, you're, you're doing what? You're doing going what? to a, you're going yeah. to a nerd camp? What is this? And <laughs> yes, I am. There are T-shirts. Yes, there are. <laughs> exactly. No, it's it, I'm I can't wait. It's super exciting. Yeah. So that that's the, one of the big things that we're we're obviously putting together uh, for next May on that yeah. one. And then uh, let's see. In terms Plus of just, in terms of just yeah, nerd fitness in general, I guess over the past you know, obviously a year and a half, it's been uh, a little crazy, a little atypical. Last year, I was. Again, doing my coaching, of course, uh, with Nerd Fitness, but then also doing a lot of the live streams, as I mentioned, which was which was good. It kind of shifted us and shifted our focus as, as a company to different things. But then, yeah, the start of this year, done. I've stepped into a lot more. Again, of the I was telling them, I was talking about earlier the video Design, production, right, yeah, vi- yeah, video production, and like just uh, putting stuff together there. So being able to reach out to people in a different way. So we've reached out with articles, we've reached out with you know camps, we've reached out with uh, you know live stream classes. But be able to be able to put together more videos and disseminate the information that way has mm. been like uh, my big thing over the past half year, six to eight months or so. So that's been pretty exciting. And, yeah, yeah. I've been running into more and more people. It's, I mean, uh, do you know what you must know what XKCD is, right? Yeah, the yeah. Card yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, please tell me you, because if anybody who's a nerd knows what XKCD. <laughs> if you don't know what XKCD, the four letters dot com is, just go there. It's really cool. And and there was a. Uh, <laughs> It's just a cartoon. There's a cartoon of like, it's like a super close up one panel of like a data table. Okay. And the left hand column is years, 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. And, and on the right, it's just like a squiggly line. Like, so you don't know what the date is, but next to 2019 is an asterisk. And next to 2020 is the the dagger, you know, like fast, what comes after the asterisk, yeah. like for footnotes, that's all it is a picture of. And it just says every data table for the rest of history, you know, because <laughs> like everything changed for yes. two years. And absolutely, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but there's a lot of good that people have, have like, what's that you make? make lemonade from lemons, brain, yeah. brain networking. People have made a lot of lemonade from it. And yeah. the amount of like, there's a lot of 
rightful, like you know, appropriate concern still happening. But the amount of times that I talk to people and they're just like, oh yeah, like like the meme is like they're throwing their gloves like, oh yeah, I got this. I'm ready for 20, like or whatever it's going to be. I'm gonna I'm going around, you know, this. I have to do this. I'm doing that, and that's going to enable me to do. And they all, like, on one hand, it sort of shocked us all to really rethink like what's important yeah what do i want to do and i'm like you know i think i'm gonna do that i'm gonna start on that yeah and and that i had no clue that they were starting the camps back i was like oh another thing that i have to do next year yeah no no it's uh no you sign up yeah um but yeah it's it's exactly what you're saying over this past year and a half there's been a lot of change there's been a lot of adaptability and yeah like i'm doing things completely different than i did last year and in terms of like the video production, I mean, same sort of thing as you're pulling a thousand and one different pieces of gear for podcasting. I'm like, okay, now I need to learn about lighting. Now I need to learn yeah. like professional video editing software. I'm, I'm learning various uh, like Adobe After Effects, like special effects stuff. So all these, all this different skill set that I didn't have at the start of the year, now I'm, you know, picking it up and it's exciting and it's, and again, it's cool to be able to diversify what I'm doing and what Nerd Fitness is doing to reach out to people and to connect with people. And, uh, yeah, I think it, it's, there's, of course, Darwin's line of, you know, survival of the fittest. It's actually, yeah. the line is actually survival, uh, is the, the, the one that survives is not the strongest or the fittest, but the one that's most adaptable. adaptable. Exactly. Yes, yes. And, and, you know, for better or worse, yes, over this past year and a half, like we've had to be adaptable. We've had to change. So, yeah. You know, obviously, a lot of people, you know, all ranges of not good outcomes for yeah. a lot of people. But I really think the vast majority of people have a right, have the right mindset about it. But hey, yeah, um, cool. I'm just watching the time. Uh, so, um, I mean, I'm good. I do this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else jumped to mind of like, because you really did bring a list. So yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, while we're talking about just various projects or whatnot. So uh, yeah. So Nerd Fitness has been a blast and, and kept Nerd Fitness coming up. Um, in terms of B skills, so I'm currently, and I thought I think this is this has also been good this past year, year and a half, of being able to back up from stuff with beast skills and really try to hone in on my message that I want and hone in on what it's going to look That's like. Hard, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's definitely hard. I'm working on a site revamp right now. I haven't I haven't <laughs> redone the site in years and years and years. It's been it's been you know it's a side project you know so because I'm putting a lot of effort into nerd fitness but doing a site revamp on that one and refocusing it and like what do I really want it to be and like what do I want it to grow as because this is kind of swinging back to your your conversation about like a journey when I first started it 2005 again a couple years out of college I want to share some experience you know and I want to share my training and I you know put out the information there and I put out the, the tutorials and just pushing out information and how to do like how to articles is good but there's inform there's the same information out there in a thousand different places so you need you need that underlying Maybe. message no no but I like think, I think yours is pretty unique but sorry keep going no no I, 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 <laughs> and, I and I appreciate that but like to really get something to really stick with someone like they want to be able to identify with the underlying message mm -hmm. the underlying ethos so I d I've done a, I've done been doing a sort of a lot of reflection over this past year of like okay yes I do a handstand and I do this and that but why am I doing this what is like sort of my overall training again ethos and like how can I convey that and then what does that mean for the site what does that mean for like my messaging and what I offer and things like that yeah. from B skills so a lot of that it's not just a matter of oh, make the website look prettier it's <laughs> like what does the website now convey and I think that especially 
w- the one trap that I was definitely falling into, I'd say a decade or so ago is I was giving the tutorials and again, great information, but I was making it almost too much about myself and I had run a site B skills, so I must always be able to do all these skills and I must be the best at these skills. Whereas I don't want that to be the case, right? I don't want it to be yeah, the case. You where want your clients to surpass you, right? Yeah. And, and I want to, uh, yeah, I want to, I want to be able to push a message rather than just the gym show, you know, as yeah. it were. I don't know if that's a complete ramble, but uh, I guess I guess the, the thing no, is just not... really trying to crystallize the message and and what is the website going to be able to do for other people as I relaunch it and as I revamp it. So, I, I think that's uh, I was gonna say that's the hard work, like yeah. you know <laughs> the hard work, the good work. Everybody should do that work, but it's also you can't do that work on day one, right? You have to you have to like you know, like I have a blog. And it's been going every day for 10 years and there's over 3,000 posts. And like, sometimes I go back and look at the beginning post and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like <laughs> maybe I should delete that. No, it's all, you know, leave it there for the, the sedimentary record. Yeah. And I, I think there's no way that I could have imagined, uh, I don't know, actually we've stopped numbering the episodes, which is a whole different diatribe. I don't even know what number this is, <laughs> yeah. but it was something like 105. And I'm like, I had no clue where this was going, yeah. you know, and this, there's a hundred other episodes and other shows and I had no idea where I was going with this. So I, I think you make a great point about like, it's clear that it's something I was going to say you're struggling with. I don't mean it in a negative way, but you're like really struggling with what, what, what should my site be? Like yes. what should, it, and, and how do I, like me, I'm like, yeah. And how do I make a podcast that like brings people on a journey if they're only on this episode? Yeah. Like not. Oh, like you dive in, you're like, what is going on here? I don't understand. Correct me. Maybe that's the case, but like, there's a real difficult project that I think everybody eventually gets to yeah. about, yeah, here's my journey. So yeah, there's a scrapbook aspect to it, but also how do I help people like, oh, here's cut the corner, like go from here and like, you can save yourself eight years kind of thing. Yeah. And I really, I applaud your efforts to like do that level of physician heal thyself, like looking at your own work, because that's really hard. Oh, it's, it's definitely tough. And, and realizing that you have to do that, realizing that you have to reflect and say, okay, yeah, what exactly am I trying to say? Yeah. Um, like, yes, I would still love to put out, you know, tutorials and things like that. But, you know, is my site going to be like, I'm not going to be necessarily pushing seminars because I'm not doing seminars right now. I'm not necessarily going to be advertising online coaching because I'm not really pulling in you know, yeah. new clients for online coaching. So, what else can I kind of do, you know, on the site and what else can I kind of highlight on the site that will you be do, beneficial? I'm wondering, do you do a lot of, or do you do any coaching of coaches or do you also? I was, uh, I was, as I was building up the nerd fitness coaching program, I've stepped away from that uh, a bit. So yeah, there definitely was coaching of coaches. And yeah, I mean, maybe that could be something in the future as well too. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, do you get the same amount of jazz from teaching somebody else how to teach for lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely. No, of course. It's a it's a different skill set to be able to teach that and it's obviously different things that you're teaching them, but uh yeah, uh, I mean it's it's still very exciting to see you help a coach and then that coach can help 100 people or whatever even right, more so. Right. Like that's really powerful. So, yeah, it's it's still very um energizing to be able to help a, a coach like that for sure. So, yeah. And millions and millions of questions. Uh, if I asked your wife what your superpower is, what would she say? Uh, she would say... <laughs> you can uh, also plead the fifth. No, it's okay. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> she would say remembering uh, where she puts stuff around the house. <laughs> so we, we, we joke... No, no, we, we joke about how... Uh, it, and you've probably heard this maybe in relationships and especially marriages, long ones, where it's like each one, each person is like one half of a brain. 
So <laughs> yes. I, I'm short-term memory. She's long-term memory. So like, she's like, I can't remember where I left my keys, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, but your mom's birthday is coming up. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'll, I'll, re- I'll remember the short-term stuff. Cause like, as I'm walking around the house, like I'll see the keys, like, I don't know, like in the microwave or in the freezer, or like whatever, it was a random spot. Uh, she's not that bad, but, uh, <laughs> in some random spot and I'll just make like a quick mental check like okay the keys are in some odd location so then yeah, 20 minutes know. later when she asks I'm like oh yeah your keys are wherever whereas yeah she's long term memory where it's like wait what did we do last year what happened like I, like, <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> what planet I, are we on I feel like memento sometimes <laughs> so she'll oh so, great movie <laughs> yes so she'll so she'll remember uh, stuff like that so that I think she would say that's uh, my superpower and I'd say her superpower is remembering the all the long term stuff. stuff yeah for sure oh, that's great works, works well together so. yeah uh-huh. We've talked. M- m- by the way, that that movie reference of Fubai is Memento. M e m e n t o. Great yeah. film. Not gonna tell anything about it because you need to watch it and go. What is going on here? Yeah. What? Uh, you have any questions you want to ask me? Sometimes it's fun to just. Uh, you seem pretty comfortable in front of a microphone, but some people are like a little gun shy on the other side, and they don't want to ask me anything. You probably would have asked if you had something you wanted to ask. Uh, so, so you got here 45 minutes early. Did that make you feel like more relaxed as you were? Oh no, uh, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a bleeping stress ball. Yeah. When I, like people might be thinking, oh, I totally go no. I like, I well, first of all, it's a little weird because I came from somebody's house who's the good friends of mine, but it's basically I had to sneak out of their house early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, buddy, old pal, can you program your coffee maker so that I can have coffee and not say goodbye, but actually have a cup of coffee. So like I drove down here and then I parked and I'm just like, man, there's not gonna be a bathroom. And then I'm like, well, oh, no, I'm, I'm like, nah. yeah. And then like 10 minutes before I need to walk over here, then I'm like, all right, well the chips are going to fall, you know, where they are. So exactly. at the last minute, it's like, I pull it out of my hat and I'm like, Hey, I'm calm. And I, I really am calm. I'm not just faking it, but I, I know, like, I know what I'm not good at, which is like showing up late. I hate that when mm-hmm. I show, when I show up late, I don't, people show up late. That's okay. Yeah. But when I'm late, oh, that bothers me. Cause it's like, you know, I only knew like two months in advance that I was supposed <laughs> <laughs> to be here at 9 a.m. So it's like, Craig, really? You couldn't get there yeah. on time? So yeah, I tend to show up way early for things. I'm often, I, I like often find the coffee shop or the sandwich shop or something. Yeah. And then I'm like an hour early and I'm hiding a block away around the corner so no, people don't see me. So uh, yeah, no, I tend to stress out about stuff. Um, have you heard of the uh, comedian Mike Birbiglia? Uh, he, no. He, uh, hilarious guy. Uh, he's got the um, one comedy special Sleepwalk with me and a bunch of other ones that ex- escape my memory. But he talks about being like early and being late about how like, like it's when you're early, you can be early, like five minutes or 50 minutes, you know, it's totally fine. But when you're late, like even a minute late, you're late forever. So yeah. like always be early. early. Like, yeah, he's, he's a real stickler on that. So I, he says it funnier cause he's a comedian. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you stand up. No, yeah. uh, uh, I think for me, I, I, I often say 15 minutes early is on time. On time is late. Yeah. And, that's it's great but that's also it's like a that's a they call it a vicious taskmaster like you can really grind yourself down on that i gotta be early so sometimes i really uh, what's the word when you like look at somebody like boy i wish i could do that um i idolize people who just kind of seem to like throw everything up in the air and then oh look it fall in the right order like it just comes together so sometimes i really i really appreciate people's ability to do that Maybe they are really stressing out inside and planning, and I don't <laughs> they, see. They it, might not be stressing out, but they might be stressing everyone else out. So I, I guess, <laughs> but I, I, for me, I definitely tend to overplan. I have like you know Google Map list. Yeah. And now, granted, this particular dotted line of interviews is a little complicated. I need to like I, I have a rest area, a little behind the scenes glimpse. Okay. I have a rest area on the interstate near Richmond picked out, okay. where I'm going to pull over because I have a half hour call to do for something completely unrelated, and I'm like, I need to pull over and I need to be there like 40 minutes. Like it's all planned out. Got it. But I do love. 
I, I, I like to plan and then there's a block. Like, yeah. okay, there's no structure here. So like all this planning to get to this event and then I have three days of, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I think if you can, if, if one, you know, if you're, if you're listening, I hope somebody's listening. If you're listening and you're thinking like, oh my God, how do these guys get so much done? It's like, yeah, it's a crap ton of planning. Yeah. And also a lot of people who help us, they're extra people, you know? <laughs> and it's like, know when to ask for help and know when to be like, like I know things that I can't do well. I'm like, I'm not going there. I'm not going to try and edit my own audio or edit video. Yeah. And just I'm not like poo-pooing like mad props that you can edit video. I can't. Yeah. But just knowing which battles to pick and be like, absolutely, is this one going to, pay off not in money but like is this going to help me or like am i going to just be like no just like do only do 12 things don't try to do 14 <laughs> no absolutely yeah you need to be able to uh outsource when when needed and i mean even even the stuff that i've been learning over the past six to eight months doing video production from soup to nuts like scripting researching you yeah. know uh shooting myself sometimes editing uh yeah then i'm like okay what can i have other coaches help with what can i have some other coworkers help with we are looking at you know other video editors and stuff like that for sure it's definitely definitely important so so your superpower of course seems to be planning like because again it's, it's good now <laughs> you no know, question on that one though so if your superpower is planning how do you see that reflect in your own training uh, you know, exercise, nutrition, things like that. Oh, nice question. Yeah. I think, not I think, I know for a fact, because I've done, first thing is I've done a ton of journaling and I mm -hmm. keep notes and I keep track of stuff. So I do really well when I set, I'm going to say medium turn, crazy planning. So like I have a chalkboard wall at home yeah. and it's got a grin on it. And my, uh, do you ever hear Jersey, uh, Jersey Gregoric is a, the line of elliptic weightlifting. Great. If you're within the sound of my voice, go listen to Tim Ferriss did an interview of a guy named Jersey, J-E-R-Z-E-Y, Gregoric, who's an Olympic weightlifter. Whoa. Yeah. He's got this little program called Happy Body, which is this super simple set of free weights. Anyway, I'm like, I feel better when I do some free weight exercises. Mm -hmm. And one of them is just a forward fold, like a deadlift, but with free weights, you know, yeah. so it's like a they call that a deficit. Normally, if you try to bend to a bar, you get like 10 inches or whatever, but yeah. like the free weights go lower. So just like little, like just these little things, I'm like, I should do that. So it's like, okay, chalkboard. I'm supposed to do HBD every other day. And it's like marked down, do the thing. And it's like, it's super oriented. But I have to remember, there's a point where I have to get off of that train because I drive myself bonkers trying to follow through on the details. So that to me is, that to me is the struggle. Like 30 days, 60 days, especially if there's a goal, like I'm going to this event yeah. and I'd like to be able to do this. It's like, oh, I can just plan it out and get up and do the thing and just tick all the boxes. Yeah. But then I, I drive myself crazy. Like I just, eventually I explode. But like, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so you plan and you, it sounds like you plan, you set up your routine, but then you need to be able to have it a little bit more flexible than yeah, you are right now. I need to like, yeah. I need an eject button. Yeah. I, I no, I understand. I, I, I hear that with, I hear that with clients a lot as well too, where we will set up a plan of course. And okay, our intention this week is to eat healthy or do this workout or do this training program or whatever it might be. And it's, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when something's going to go sideways. <laughs> like, let's be serious. Like, like uh, the the whole concept of like, oh, this was so unexpected. If you really think about it, it's not unexpected. You should be expecting like, the unexpected. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's again, it's not a matter of if and when. It's something's going to go crazy. You're going to get stressed. You know, flat tire or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> it is it is 100% going to happen. You know, uh, at some point in a long enough timeline. So. One, don't be surprised that it, something happens. And two, don't be upset that something happens. And three, yeah. like we should have talked about it in the start. What's, what's your backup plan? You yeah. know, okay, 
your your plan, you know, your first plan is to get an hour workout in, go to the gym, get an hour workout in. But you know, your baby's crying and the work went over and et cetera, et cetera. What's what's your backup plan? Okay, maybe it's ten push-ups in your office. You know, whatever <laughs> right. it might be. Like have that adaptability and don't beat yourself up over it. I'm not, I'm not telling you directly, but I'm telling just <laughs> but, people but in general. I yeah. beat myself okay, up. I'm just you like <laughs> you're you're spot on. Yeah, I love it. It turns into free coaching. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, people do that all the time. And that's something that, yeah, you have to like, again, we don't live in a laboratory. We're not like, you know, athletes that are paid to do this for our training. Like you have to be able to adapt. And, and I don't know how around. those guys do it. Those guys and girls and like, holy, oh. that is a whole nother. Like, you know, when I see people like, oh, you want to be like the movie 300. Oh, you just do this. We just do this workout. And we just, I'm just like, whoa, yeah. like these people are all in for months on it. And I'm like, that's a job. And they got paid $2 million. And I'm not <laughs> sure that it was worth it. Like that's <laughs> that. I mean, those people really, I mean, just I'm picking on that particular movie, but that's a lot of work just yeah. to create that one hour and a half, two hour artifact. And yes, it's an amazing movie, but those people, you know, are sacrificing chunks of their lives. So yeah. I, I think the world would be better if people spend a lot more time like thinking about that up front. Like, how long am I, am I really in for this? Like, how do I, like, what's yeah, yeah, the... Yeah, don't just think about, like, there's obviously rewards to pushing hard and getting goals, but then you have to think about the flip side of, like, what are you willing to push aside? Like, how are you willing to change your priorities? Because it's very easy to just kind of close your eyes, daydream, and go, man, oh, having abs are great, and, and being strong is great, this and that, yeah. but but are you willing to give up, you know, drinks with your friends? Are you willing to, uh, do, you ha- do you have the focus, and are you willing to put in the time to plan your meals, to eat maybe stuff that's a little little more boring than normal, you know? So yeah. all those different things, you need to learn, at bo- you need to look at both sides of the coin as you kind of set things up. And not to say that one one thing is, you know, better than the other. Like, it's not to say that, like, we all have to have the most Spartan diet ever, right. you know. Um, you know, it, it, but it's just a matter of being very clear on, like, where you stand as you step into it. So if I want to work out and get in shape and, you know what, there's some times where I'll have to be a little more flexible with my routine, totally fine, you know, like, and I'll be okay with that. Whereas other people will say, you know what, absolutely not. I, haps, I absolutely have to get in this workout in. I absolutely have to eat this certain way. And that's fine. That's the decision they make as well, too. But know that stepping into it, yeah. and uh, know you know set the expectations. That's the mistake I make. Is I'm like, well, I'll just do that. I once I'll tell this story. I think I've told this before. I tried to do ten thousand repetitions of pull ups, bodyweight pull ups. I think called a bar to bar precision. So you stand like a bird on one bar, like an inch and a half bar, oh, wow, okay. and then jump to another one. And only counts if you stick it. Okay, to ten thousand. Okay, ten thousand seconds cumulative in handstand and my brain, there's something else. Oh, 10,000 bodyweight squats. Okay. And I, I have a whole blog post, actually a whole series of blog posts. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's only like, you know, my, like, well, what happened was I read about somebody doing 30,000 push-ups as a goal on their 30th birthday. They were going to work on that for the year. I'm like, that's okay. a pretty cool. Then Craig's like, well, I'm turning 40 soon. So if I try to I'm like, maybe I'll do 10,000. I just went way down this rabbit hole yeah. and I worked on it for nine months and I like gave myself like a rotator cuff problem, <laughs> learned to do pull, pull-ups. And I was like, it went off the rails bad. I mean, I got really good at doing part of our precisions at like six feet, like one to the other. Like, awesome, yeah. Jump, turn around, jump back, turn around, jump. Like, so on one hand, setting up those, like zooming out, setting up those structures works really well for me because I'm not the greatest morning person for activity. I'm really good at cerebral stuff in the morning. So it's like, yeah, uh, today I'm supposed to go for a run. Or I'm supposed to do some pull-ups. Okay, like, yes, just do the thing. You know what you do, yeah. But I, I have never found the magic sauce of like, all right, at 79 days, I need a week off. Like, I've never been able to plan like that medium term, like yeah. that multi-month term. And 
the only time I, I say the only time I've ever really been in shape almost in my life was I have a friend who is a, a mountain climber, like, you know, Amit Blom, Pakistan, like mountain yeah. climber. <laughs> and he was starting a coaching business for a while uh, with a partner and they were going to coach people on how to like summit real mountains. Wow. Okay. So this involved like teach them how to eat, teach them how to train. And then there's periodicity to the training. And like, there's whole, I mean, you know, this guy, oh, yeah, my I'm friend, sure insane, absolutely. and I was a guinea pig. So I was like, okay, I was just like, okay, like pretend we're gonna go do this thing. So I had like, do this training, do this running. And it was so nice yeah. to have somebody else tell me you need to have 11 minutes in zone two heart rate or whatever, and just like go at it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's... after like eight months, I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I mean, but that, but that's what a coach is for, uh, like programming for yourself is hard, always yeah. yeah no it's hard you you uh there's always blind spots that we have uh you always you know talk yourself out of the stuff you need to work on you always talk yourself into the stuff that's more fun yeah. uh so any yeah i mean obviously I've, I've programmed for myself plenty of times but there's been plenty of other times where i'm like you know what either maybe i've hit a plateau or i don't feel as excited about training or you know i'm not quite sure exactly how to go from a to b where i will reach out to a coach as well too or i'll get a program or just again just even just following someone's program because that's yeah. very easy to do these days that's yeah that's something that you need to do to be able to have someone else's plan and program to run through it's mm. definitely important for sure so yeah yeah mm, i don't know i'm just watching the time how are you feeling on energy level i think the the biggest challenge for me in these conversations is at what point am I just having a cool conversation <laughs> with Jim and I'm like, all right, Nothing we're supposed that. to be creating a thing which is valued, but, you know, um, and trying to walk the line of, I personally think I have been told by some people that they listen because they like the way I think, like they're interested in the, you know, yeah, the, yeah, the stream of consciousness they had the same idea, fun, yeah, you know, they sure. were just thinking, well, I wonder about it. And then Craig asked it like, well, so, you know, if they are in the same way of thinking, it's great because yeah. they can basically be here vicariously. But I also try to be mindful of like, can I find like real concrete takeaways? And I think a lot of what you just said there about being mindful of like, yeah, when do you pull the pin and when do you plan in for that? That's a great takeaway for people to keep in mind if yeah. they haven't already thought of that. It, it's, it's tough for people to, again, sometimes they are aware of it and sometimes they're aware of when they need to shift gears or back off or whatever. But then also plenty of times, again, if you have a coach, like they're the ones who can yeah. see that, you know, they're like, hey, you know what? your energy levels for the past week or two have been terrible. Your, you know, numbers have dropped or whatever it might be. It might be time to relax or whatever, or it might be time to look at other parts of your training. Like your sleep is terrible or your nutrition is maybe a little bit off. Let's adjust here. And having that third party, having that outside view is, is super important, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. for sure. It's just like, and yeah, sleep plus one. <laughs> I totally, that was like the first nut that I started like, oh, my sleep is a mess. That was the first thing that, that and of course, if you live with someone, you kind of have to both sign up for the let's improve our sleep. Game, oh yeah, right? absolutely. You know? yeah. And that was like one of the first big things that I started working on was sleep. And that's a whole nother topic. I was just thinking, I suspect that there are a lot of people in like, especially the parkour free running spaces who, who are like, I, I love this. Like, you know, they're thinking, I love this thing and I want to try and make my living doing the thing. So yeah. the first thing that they do <laughs> is they're like, oh, I'm going to start coaching. And if you're in an area where, you know, you can go, you know, either to an established company or to a parkour build gym or something, and you can be like, hey, I want to learn to. And then they'll be like, okay, here's, here's how you take the coaching. So they can like lead you through the journey. Yeah. But a lot of people are not anywhere near those kinds of spaces. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm just wondering if you have any takeaways, because you kind of, I'm guessing it looks like you kind of became a coach 
on your own, like kind of figured out your own journey and then maybe like circle back to like clean up on things. So like, what are some tips that you can give people who might be thinking I'm really good at something yeah. and I want to get into more coaching? Like how do you, how would you encourage them to follow that passion? Yeah, no, great, great question. So yeah, you definitely can. So for me, for just personal training, just like straight up personal training, that was a matter of, you know, getting a certification, finding a gym to work at, things like that. So that was, I think, fairly traditional in that regard. With everything else, with uh, beast skills, it's a matter of getting out there, connecting with people. Uh, and I don't mean in like a sleazy network way, just be like, oh, there's an event here or someone's doing something here or just again, talking to people, reaching out to people. And maybe asking them a question or two if you've got a question, not hounding them with questions, but just getting information. But being able to connect with people like that can really help. And then there's a lot of lateral thinking. Like, yes, uh, like for personal training as an example, like you could be a personal trainer and then you could be a manager and then you could own a gym. That could be a very sort of vertical. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's a line. And for some people, it's great. Uh, For me, it never was never was really kind of what I wanted to do. But, uh, you know, I I noticed that. But, you know, in terms of different ways to like laterally think over the years, uh, let's see, <laughs> I was a, uh, a Lululemon brand ambassador. So I actually taught like uh, handstand classes and like barbell classes at like Lululemon facilities. Mm-hmm. And that was something that like my friend had talked about it and I had a couple other friends uh, in the DC area that done it. So I'm like, this sounds great. I'll be able to connect with people. I'll be able to like hone what eventually became, you know, my, my seminars. So this is a good way to just kind of continue doing what I love and connect with people. So I did that. I uh, coached at a high school. I started up, my buddy was a a teacher there and he's like, hey, you know what? There's a lot of my kids who, uh, you know, they want to like be able to get stronger and whatnot, but we really don't have any sort of facilities. Uh, This is at School Without Walls in DC. And it's like, we really don't have any sort of facilities to work out in any sort of like expertise. You know, would you want to come in and like help out, you know, like once or twice a week? Sure, no problem. So we went in there, we were able to then secure, you know, bump, like over the years, secure bumper plates, secure, you know, uh, rings to hang from like the rafters, uh, all these different pieces of equipment. And I was getting these kids to do all these exercises they love, you know, they're learning Olympic lifting and handstands and stuff like that. So that kind of taught me another skill set. So, and then I was also for a number of years helping teach at elementary school in DC, Oyster Adams. And that was running kids through like little, uh, like playground recess sort of exercises Oh, neat! when their playground was uh, under renovation. So anyway, I, I guess my point is, uh, is just continue to look for those opportunities. You know, I think a lot of times people just get stuck on one line, whereas there's so many other different ways to to connect with people and teach them like what you love and what you know, and always kind of have your ear to the ground for those opportunities. And not to say you need to overcommit, but something that makes you feel like, Ooh, I might be able to do this. Like this is, feels like a little bit outside my comfort zone. But but that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, but exactly. But that's interesting. Okay. I'm going to do it. Like I knew I'd be able to coach, high school kids or, you know, elementary school kids, like it would be different from what I normally did, but I'm going to give this a go and step outside my comfort zone. And you just need to continually look for those opportunities and they just build on, on top of each other. Maybe it's something that you do for a short period and then put it away. Maybe it's something that grows into seminars and and whatever they need to do. So, Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I was just, yeah. asking a question. I'm like, this question sucks. And then I'm like, oh, no. No, it's fine. <laughs> no, I, I can expand on anything. It's, it's a fine. softball love and crack. Yeah. Wow, nice shot. Yeah. 
Well, uh, I just want to be mindful of your time. We're coming up on an hour and a half, so I, I think as much as I hate to do it, I will just say, and of course, the final question, mm-hmm. three words to describe your practice. So uh, you asked me this last last year, yeah. and, and I we're watched... Gonna, I, we're going to check. No, it's okay. No, I, <laughs> I, I, I checked the video. No, 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 no. It's a, I, I watched the video just as a refresher, just so I didn't contradict myself too much over the past year and a half. Um, you are prepared. I would... No, it's okay. I would say, uh, well, first of all, <laughs> I watched the video, and I watch... Uh, my coworkers always laugh at me for this, but I I watch everything at like 2x speed, like 2.5x speed, mm. like in terms of videos, because it's so great to be able to go super fast through stuff if I'm like watching a YouTube video or watching things like that anyway. But your question for three words, I think, honestly, I think they are still the same, which was my make my practice fun. I still want to be able to enjoy what I'm doing. So if I ever feel like I'm not enjoying my training, I then step back and think, okay, I'm not having fun. Is that because I'm doing this training because it's expected of me or that's, that's a big thing I always kind of wrestle with. Like I need to make sure that I'm having fun and doing it for my own reasons. The other, the ne- the second word for my practice would be adaptability still, especially I'd say over the past year and a half, everyone's had to be very adaptable, <laughs> adaptable. very adaptable to their training. And I still think that's very important, whether, whether it's a matter of, you know, environmental, you know, changes that you need to adapt to, or whether it's just a matter of, Hey, you know what? I had an injury or a different interest and I want to change things around. So I think adaptability is still important. And then yeah, sustainability, sustainability, the third word, which again is a matter of, I love doing this. How do I continue keeping that energy up and how do I continue loving doing this? And anytime, you know, if you're doing something and then you stop loving it, you're like, okay, what do I need to do to step back and recharge like we yeah. talked about earlier? Because it's, it's really, uh, and I've, I've been in those places myself before where I feel myself or I have gotten burnt out and I'm like, man, I should have, I should have taken a step back a little bit earlier and recharged a bit earlier so that I can keep things, you know, on a more sustainable pace. And yeah, those are the three words. So sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much. No problem. Um, I always joke. I, I want to just press stop. We, when you finish <laughs> talking, I'm just, like, we're just going to smash all the equipment and done. No, no, please don't smash. <laughs> <laughs> I got six more interviews. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really appreciate your, your perspective, taking the time to like do this again. Cause we did this once before. I think yeah. we got to a lot of different stuff, I think, than we did last time. But I purposely didn't want to watch the video because I always worry about like pre-coloring oh, what I'm going to do. And now I'm like, well, I hope that was as good as I think it was. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks for, for doing me. the hard work of like coming and finding the spot because ah, I am coming easy. from hours and hours away. Really appreciate it. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure.